0: Mindfulness mode.
1: Just get some simple pens, markers, paper, some brushes, paint, and just get yourself into it without planning any product.
0: Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to mindfulness mode one more time. We're here to talk about creativity which as you know is a topic that i really enjoy talking about and i'm here with an expert on this topic she's been working in this field for quite some time and she is actually a women's creativity coach and an elementary school art teacher before that she was a high-end portrait photographer she was an early childhood educator and she made her switch to do what she's doing now when she was in her 50s and she loves teaching women how to bring calm and peace into their lives through creative art. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Faggy Cobre. Faggy are you in mindfulness mode today? Of course. Great.
1: How, how wouldn't I be if I'm on a mindfulness
0: podcast? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, I, I'm really excited to talk to you about creativity. And before we do that, what does mindfulness mean to you?
1: Mindfulness means to me be, being aware, being aware of what's going on, what I'm doing, um, being in the moment and tapping into that letting you know, like going with the flow, like really tapping into what am I doing, how am I feeling, how is this affecting me?
0: Well, you've been involved in creativity for pretty much your whole life, it sounds like. So (coughs) um like you started with being a high end portrait photographer. That's pretty creative. Okay. I didn't right. I
1: didn't I didn't actually start like that. Okay. And so I it's interesting because photography I was interested in since I was in seventh grade, that, uh-huh. I, that I remember. I was really interested. I took a book out of the library and I got into photography very young. And I remember uh, when I bought my first camera, this was back in the 70s. <laughs>
0: what kind of camera was that, Fagy?
1: It was a 35 millimeter um, Konica. Actually, okay. was a friend a friend of my dad's was a real photography hobbyist, and he talked me. I asked him if I should buy. It. There was a neighbor of mine was selling his camera, and I went to ask him if I should buy it. He said, "You know, I have this camera that I want you to buy. that's a more professional one, but it was a hundred and twenty five dollars. That was a fortune. And I spoke to my parents and they said, oh, that that's really crazy. I said, if you loan me the money, I, I will make it back. And they did. And I started taking pictures of friends. I was charging a dollar a picture. And then I was going babysitting. And in no time at all, I had paid them back for that. And that got me into photography. And I got into Um, As I grew, I I started taking, like, developing, this was way before digital, um, black and white. I had a dark room in the basement. You know, I remember yelling, shut the door. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the light's going to ruin my papers. And, you know, we had all these baths of, of, you know, the formulas to put in and watching that picture just come out i don't know if you've ever been i have with it. i have yeah, and it's I'll a, it's a magical magic. experience yeah right so that was a magical experience but um and i then i i was taking like continuing ed courses um but then I ended up going to school for. I ended up becoming a kindergarten teacher, and I ended up going to school for my master's in early childhood education. Okay. Yeah, and I was kind of like you know hobbying with the photography on the side. Yes, and then um, when I. The school I went to for my, the graduate school that I went to for um, education was a place called Bank Street College of Education. They're in Manhattan mm-hmm. They're a very, they're a leading um, graduate school in education. They have also, they have um, a school in their graduate school. So it's kind of like a lab oh. from age three to um, I think eighth grade. So when you're learning, you can go down and see how they're applying the the educational theories, which was like really cool. Very, very progressive education. That's very and cool. one of, Yeah. And one of the things they are very into is creative art and very anti the cookie cutter art. You know, like everybody, we're going to make this. It's really allowing kids to develop, you know, like the way we develop in speech. We start by babbling and cooing and babbling. And then we start with words and then we start stringing together sentences. And there's also a developmental um, process through walking, crawling, Mm -hmm. sitting, you know, uh, sitting, crawling, What you know. So they really believe that there's that same type of progress or process in art. Mm-hmm. And they very much believe in allowing the kids to go through. You give them materials, maybe give them a little bit of structure. So I really got I got into that in a, in a very big way. And that's what kind of – I always loved art, but I was one of these people that would walk into art supply stores and, like, feel like I'm a drunk in a liquor store. Like, <laughs> I this, like, I wish I could have this stuff, but I don't know what to do with it. So I – you know, cause I, because I couldn't draw. So uh-huh. I was not, you know – Into that, so I really got into very much into giving the kids, like allowing the kids to have this experience of becoming creative, and I really, I really loved it to an extent that when I stopped, when I started, when I got married and I started raising my family, I wanted to be home with my kids. So I I left teaching and I was doing part time. I was doing workshops for um a. Daycare centers, Head Start uh, programs on how to give your kids creative art. Right. Because there was there's so many schools that still today that their art program is all about. This is what we're making. They don't understand. I know.
0: I I totally agree with you.
1: You know. So this was so that was part that was how I got into the the art. And then in the side, I kind of took my photography since I was also wanted to do things part-time. I wanted to have a studio in my home so I could be home. So I started going to classes also in photography, in portrait photographers. So I kind of was doing things like at the same time. So I was like a high-end portrait photographer at a, a studio in my home. I, I, I did that for 25 years. But what happened was at one point, I started getting interested in internet marketing. So mm-hmm. this was in like, I would say in the mid 2000s, I would say like in 2006, 2007, Right. and and I bought a course. Actually, I bought a course for my kids without asking them if they wanted it.
0: <laughs> and how old and were your kids at the time?
1: They, they were teenagers. Okay, they were yeah. T- yeah, they were teenagers. And I said, <laughs> you know, um, I bet this is something they would really love to do on the side. But they weren't interested in
0: it. <laughs> so imagine I that. St-
1: <laughs> I started going through it myself, and I was very fascinated. And what was and the I course? Just- it was a course on how to start an internet marketing business. Um, um, I don't remember exactly because I just got very into the whole internet marketing field, mm-hmm. and I started buying courses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a rabbit hole on itself. <laughs> it is. And and then I um, so I decided to start something. You know. You know, like. When they're when they're teaching writers how to write, they say write what you know. Yes. So they have the same thing with internet marketing. You want to build something, build what you know. So what did I know? I knew art and early childhood education. Sure. So I started putting together. I learned how to do it, and I started. To, I put together a website for parents and teachers on how to do art that was developmentally appropriate but I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) So I ended up taking a course on how to market this website. Right. And during this, I was having a conversation one day with one of the coaches and I was explaining to her how so much of the reason why adults feel that they can't draw and they feel so uncreative is because their creative um, education was stunted when they were young. They weren't allowed. They were right away given these copycat cookie cutter crafts without being allowed to explore the materials on their own. And that kind of makes them feel like, you know, they can't draw. So she said, would you be interested in starting something for adults to teach them where their blocks came from? So that was very interesting to me. And I started doing research and i started this website creativity reignited which is i have which i have now
0: right creativityreignited.com reignited, right
1: right right and i and i started just i started giving classes for adults i then then i became what happened was in the interim when i had started my children's website i ended up becoming an a there was a, a friend of mine who i went to graduate school with she was starting a new local private school and i was speaking to her one day and i said you know what i think i'm gonna be your art teacher next year because i needed content for my blog <laughs>
0: okay
1: <laughs> she said oh great because she knew that we were on the same page educationally and I've been, do- and that's I started doing that, and started posting what I was doing on my blog. So that's how I got into being an, you know, elementary school art yeah. teacher. But at the same time, I was giving classes to adults, and I started getting into it online. And I, I, I just started becoming just very passionate about what art can do for you. What and what art- can it
0: do for you? I really want to know this because, oh. because I know it can do a lot from for people, but I want to know from you
1: so art centers you it calms you down it it if if you also if you're mindful and if you're paying attention to the materials i'll tell you something interesting what i did was i have on my on the main page of my the first page of my website creativity reignited I put together, only recently, I put together this micro course um, trying to show people the transformative power of art. And what it is, I took these five mediums, kind of bringing people back to their childhood, like things that they never had. I do acrylic painting, watercolors, uh, doodling, collage, and a a newer medium called alcohol inks. And I show people that I, it's like a short micro course. It shows people how to use these materials and how to just do it in a very mindful, expressive way. And what happens is we're such a product oriented society. Everything has to be a picture. And what are you going to do with it? You know, when somebody goes to exercise, nobody says, What are you doing that for? But if people will, you know, want to spend some time just painting mindfully expressively. Well, what are you going to do with it? You know, it's, so I, so I have people creating in this book in an art journal and it's for you Mm -hmm. and it's learning how to relax Mm -hmm. and unwind and be in the moment and take what art is the most healing of course, there's mindfulness and meditation and yoga that are also very very healing. But there's something about art because you also get to use your sensory, the sensory um, materials and you're using your hands. During my research, when I was doing all this research, I read a book. I read a lot of books, but one of them was called The Creativity Cure. Okay. And it's, ri- it's written by a husband and wife doctor team. I think the last name was Barron. And it's a whole book talking about how creativity cures, how it's been proven that it works better than antidepressants. Um, it takes away rumination. It takes away, uh, and there was a woman, I, I was once interviewing a woman, she was a, one a follower of mine. I was just asking her about what it does for her. And she had been through a lot of tragedy in her life. She had lost, a son or a, like a child and a grandchild. And she was talking about how she was very, at that point I was very into this alcohol links and I was teaching people about it. And she would say, she'd be up a whole night, just working with it and working it and just what it did for her. And I, and I, you just, I, you know, I've interviewed so many people that talk about the calm, Um, like you could be all frazzled and nervous about something And then you just sit down with your medium of choice and you use your hands and the calm it brings over you and the peace. I mean, I have I have this class that I've been running for like five years, small little class. One of the women, one of the women tells me, she says, I tell my husband it's cheaper than therapy.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And better, too.
1: Yeah. She'll come home after like a whole day. This work and I think wow you must be so tired no I, I I need this to unwind and people the problem is that people think that art is only for you if you know how to draw
0: yeah they do think n- that
1: and it's really not fair because art is such an amazing thing why should it only be for the artists you know, you have the people. There are people that are draw, that are born with the ability to draw. Right? They're really right. artistic. Right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. There are people that are also born with the ability to sit down and bank out a you know a Beethoven, a Mozart. Right? Yeah, that's right. But that does right. But that doesn't tell you you shouldn't take piano lessons. No. You know, if somebody wants to learn how to draw, they can. Anybody can learn how to draw. It just takes hard work. So the, I have a story of many years ago. We were doing painting in our house and. I was doing this faux painting, and in my boy's room, um, they wanted um, a space theme. Mm-hmm. So the guy, the painter, sent in his his worker. They were Ukrainian, and didn't speak very uh, English very well. But I was chatting with the guy, the assistant, and he was telling me how in the Ukraine, art drawing is a subject matter the same way uh, math and sciences and they learn from a very young age because you can learn how to draw anybody could learn how to draw there's a very well-known program called um, drawing on the right side of the brain by betty edwards i don't know if you so anybody could learn how to draw it is hard work and you don't have to you don't have to know how to draw so like when i first got into creativity i was i discovered mixed media mixed media is a whole bunch of media that you do together. You could do painting and uh, stamping and stenciling and collage, and it's very abstract, and it's also very relaxing. And a lot of people who do that say, oh, I can't draw. But there's so many ways to do art. You don't have to know how to draw. If you want to, you can learn. If you don't want to, you could get into expressive art. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's... There's ways to use paint and to use doodling and use collage in, in, in ways that you don't need how to draw. And I'm trying to bring it back to people to use this. It's, it doesn't have to be expensive. You could use very bare minimum supplies, but add it to your repertoire of things that help you relax and unwind and, you know, come back to yourself.
0: Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And some, some people, I just find it difficult to get that message through. Some people are just so determined. I can't draw. I can't do this. Art isn't for me. And it's so hard to reach them. How do you reach people with this message?
1: So what I do find is that it's not for everyone. Okay. It's not for everyone. If you don't have there's a lot of people that say, Oh, wow, I wish I could, but I can't draw. Mm-hmm. So if they say that that they're a candidate, right if they're not inter- if they're not interested in playing with materials, if Art materials doesn't call to them because art <laughs> buying art and craft supplies is a hobby within itself. I cannot yeah. tell you how many people have <laughs> storehouses of materials and they just don't use them. Uh, so if you're one of those people who loves materials and wish you could, then it's for you. If not, it's not for everyone. It was a hard thing for me to learn, okay. but art is not for everyone. You might love music. Um, You just might you know, love movement and, you know, the exercise part. But if it's something that in your mind says, oh, wow, I'd love to do that. I would love to take a class. I'd love to go back and play. Then know that you can do it even if you can't draw. But it's not for everyone.
0: It's that makes not. sense. Yeah. yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I always ask you a question about bullying because I worked in bullying prevention for a long time. Do you have a story about, you know maybe you were bullied or maybe you know someone who was where mindfulness would have made a difference
1: so it's interesting um I was not bullied I was too tough <laughs> <laughs> I was not I was not the kind of kid that anyone was gonna start off with <laughs> but i wasn't I wasn't a bully either i was I was you know I, I was a nice kid you yeah. know even though i I you know but I think that people that are bullied. And people that bully, it's coming from the same root. Mm -hmm. It's a lack of confidence. It's a lack of feeling good about themselves. So a bully is somebody who really doesn't feel good about themselves because people who really feel good about themselves don't try to, you know, hit on other people and and make other people miserable. They're obviously not feeling good about themselves, and a person that's allowing themselves to feel bullied also doesn't feel good about themselves. So I don't have any specific stories, but I do believe that if you work on both ends of the spectrum, making these people feel confident and um, feel good about themselves, then number one, the bully won't need to bully anybody else and someone who's being bullied will feel good about themselves when they won't allow themselves because bullies pick on kids that they can sense will let themselves be bullied.
0: Yes, they do. But
1: but if somebody is feeling good about themselves and even it's even with art, you know, like if you take a bully and make them feel successful with what they're doing, they won't need to bully someone. That's true. And the same way someone who's being bullied it builds them up so they have a confidence and then they're not attractive to bullies
0: yeah yeah i i really agree with that and i think you've you've made it so clear you've put it in such easy to understand language i want to ask you also about someone you've worked with because i know you work with people and help them reach that creative place and you work with a lot of women, do you have a story about someone you've worked with where it really helped them to find that place where they became that person that was creating, even though before maybe they thought they couldn't?
1: Yes, I actually do. Um, When I was starting my little class in my home, I I was saying it was mixed media art journaling, I, I went somewhere to try to talk somebody into it, and she wasn't so interested, and I had my my art journal with me, and I went, mm-hmm. went outside to the car, and all of a sudden, I bumped into this woman who was a friend of a friend, and I said, oh, hi, I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm looking to start an art class. Would you be interested? And she said, me? <laughs> I can't draw. My mother was a sculptress. It's not for me. I said, hang on a minute. Look at my book. And she started looking through it and said, you know what? I can do that. You know what? It's a good time in my life. I'm gonna join your class. And she came, she brought along another friend. And we did this for a few years. When I got into alcohol links, she also got into alcohol links and she filled up her entire um, journal. And then she recently moved. She recently moved overseas. Oh. And a couple of months ago, she contacted me. She said, "I am taking I am taking acrylic painting courses now and I want to send you what I'm doing." And she sent me a picture and she said, "I never could have done this if I hadn't worked with you."
0: Wow. She said,
1: "I I I never thought I could do this, she said. And it just gave me such confidence that I know I could now go on. So when I, like say this micro course that I'm offering, right? It's not necessarily, you don't have to spend all your time just you know, painting experimentally with all these materials. What it does is it opens people up. There are thousands of different ways to be creative this crafts and this different art forms and what this does it 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 helps people that don't feel creative realize that they can do this it's for them also they can play with it oh you've
0: got your personal art book it's there
1: full of you know lots of abstract sometimes a little bit more representational and i love looking through my books I love looking through my, I just love looking through them. It doesn't have to be, I'm not selling it. Even though there are people, if they get really good, they can try to sell. I love looking through it. Um, Sometimes I'll pull things out. I actually have behind me. So I I actually just went and, and I pulled things out of my book. I wanted to have like a background things that I liked. And I just hung them on my wall, but it doesn't have to be for anybody. It's just like, if you just start creating on canvases, And then you have them like floating around. You don't know what to do with it. But if you have a book, this is my place. It's almost like if somebody wants to meditate and they go to a special place, this is my meditation room. So you get yourself a book, which I talk about in this micro course on, you know, how to get started very simply. Um, It's just it adds so much dimension and color to your life. I just since I got into it also because this. There's so many ways to go with it. And sometimes people, especially as people are getting older, you know, what can I do with my time? How can I fill my time productively? You know, just getting involved with art is is, is the answer.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I, I saw your website and I saw your micro course. I listened to your little video there and I thought, uh, well, that's <laughs> really awesome that, that you're offering this to people. And uh, so tell me more about what that micro course looks like. What's it like to take it?
1: So it's just it's six little short videos, Mm -hmm. um, an introduction, and then each one is about the five mediums that I show you. I have a couple of PDFs um, with it. And then um, it's kind of it's just introducing it to you. It shows you what materials you need, how to get started, um, you know, the book to buy. And then you're kind of in my world and I, you know, Try to you know help people with just different ideas in this world of art, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just very easy to get started. It's um, it's it's just a simple. It's one page. All the videos are on the same page. I don't remember how. Then they're, they're not long videos. It's just sure. very easy to get through. Right. And awesome. That's why it's a that's why it's a micro course.
0: Right that's that's great it's really awesome I'm just curious to ask you about meditation do you find that the art is your form of meditation or do you meditate separate from your art
1: I personally can't meditate I am ADHD and I've tried unless maybe I didn't have a good enough teacher it's just my mind is mm-hmm. all over the place and I'm all over the place with art is it's much easier cuz I'm I'm just doing it and mm-hmm. you could just get into it and just be part of the experience of what I'm doing with my hands. so i I you know, so it's a different kind of a meditation. I, I just I'm curious if I would, you know, really, really work with a real meditation, somebody who's really worked with me. It's just a very it's very hard for me because my mind is all over the place, and how to quiet my mind that you need for meditation. But when I'm working with my hands, and then then i could just be into the sensory and what i'm doing and the feelings and the texture and the colors so that's much easier for me to do
0: yeah um, i just i just had that feeling faggy that your art is your meditation and right. it sounds like i'm right
1: yes yes Yes. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Well, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just thirty second answers are perfect. The first okay. one is this: Who is one person that has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life?
1: I, I would say it's more people that teach me uh, to teach me about art. That's mm-hmm. with since it's I've been so much more focused on art. So this, let's say, someone I've been following a long time. Her name is uh, Julie Fayfan Bolzer. She oh. she just she does mixed media, and I've learned a ton from her. And I, and she she's been a big influence cool. on my art. Yeah,
0: that's that's really cool. And so tell me uh, how this form of mindfulness for you has helped you to deal with your emotions.
1: It gives you a place to channel them. You kind of like, if I'm like, sometimes if like I'm agitated or something's going on in my life, you, you just sit down and it's almost like you're channeling your energy into that page, into the materials and you let it. And when I was doing a lot of mixed media art journaling, I know this Julie Faye Fambulza, she used to teach that a lot. I haven't done that much of it. People write, they'll write everything that's bothering them and then they'll like paint over it. So Mm. I don't necessarily do writing, but that's people will do that. If they're very upset about something, they'll kind of do the painting and the collaging and the stamping, and then they write at the same time. It can be very sloppy, just a way of getting it out. But I just find it just like channels the energy and the angst, and it just, you know, calms you down.
0: Now, speaking of calming you down, I want to ask you about breathing. Do you have a comment about how breathing plays a role in your life? as it's related to mind.
1: Well, I am alive, so I definitely <laughs> breathe.
0: Right. <laughs> and that's a good sign. And I,
1: and I have been trying it. I, But the problem is also I I start doing it and then my mind is off and running and I forget, I forget that I'm doing it. Yeah. I really have been trying it because I was listening to somebody else recently that was just talking about how breathing has changed her life. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been trying it. It's just – it's one of these things that I just – because of my ADD or ADHD, I just like don't remember, but I know it's very important. And I know people have talked about how important it is. And it's something that it is a, it's a work in progress.
0: Well, you've talked about a couple of different books so far. You mentioned Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, I think it was called.
1: That's uh, the, not okay. That's not mindfulness. That's for learning how to draw. I happen to oh, have another okay. book, another book, okay. which is called "Draw Yourself Calm." I bought this recently. This is um oh. um Amy uh, Amy Maracle, Um, draw oh, okay. yourself calm, and she talks about slow drawing. And her this book is is m- much more abstract. She she's very into like noticing her surroundings and drawing the textures, but very, very slow drawing, making it very mindful. Drawing on the right side of the brain is not a mindful activity. It could be a little stressful for some people because you're trying, that's more product base. But the the reason I mentioned that was I was just trying to show that if somebody really wants to learn how to draw, they can. There are programs for that. I wouldn't necessarily say that is something for people that are trying to Learn mindfulness and be calm and using art for that. But this yeah. happens to be, this happens to be a book that is really exactly speaks to that. Draw yourself calm. Um, it says here, draw slow, stress less. Just slow drawing, all kinds of patterns and abstract. And that is something that's very, very much um perfect for mindfulness.
0: I really love that. And I don't think anybody's ever suggested it on my show before. So thank you for mentioning okay. it. It will be in it's our a show. Pretty notes. New,
1: it's a pretty new book.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah.
1: It's just like a couple of months old. So cool.
0: I think I'll get a I think I'll get a an art book like you recommended. You know, just to <laughs> because usually I think, oh, I, I need to do this on a canvas, you know.
1: Right. And then what are you gonna do with it? So this is right. a small one. I have a um I, I, most of mine are large, like nine by 12s, but since when I was making this um, micro course and and Uh I was working on a different course, I bought a smaller one because it's just faster to fill up and I needed, so this is a seven by 12, it's a mixed media, uh, mixed media, so the paper is a little bit large, uh, uh, thicker, Okay. a a Canson, because you need something that's going to hold all kinds of material, Right. old mediums, so, and you know, and then it's it. Nobody has to see it. Whatever you right. want to do, you just do inside and play and.
0: So you can just do it right in that book. You don't have to tear right. the page out or anything.
1: No, no. You okay. just have to let it dry. You
0: know. Yeah, I've never, I've never used a book like that. Well, I haven't done that much painting, but I went. Uh, yeah, I went,
1: I, I would went to Chicago. A one, Nine by twelve. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, would. Okay. Yeah, I went to Chicago <laughs> for a
0: conference, and when I came out of the conference, like this is like eight years ago and I came out and there was all these sidewalk vendors like they were having a little show you know and there was this one guy and I was like oh my gosh I really resonate with all this stuff that he's done you know and it was like abstract art And Uh it was like just really beautiful. And I took pictures of his art and I talked Uh to him and I talked to him about maybe he could be on my show and I got all excited. Uh And then on the way home, I uh, went to a Walmart Walmart, and I picked up all kinds of paint and everything else, canvases. And I was like super excited. So what
1: you should do is let me tell you, I'll give you a little hint, a tip. Oh, please. Go to Google Uh and Google color schemes. Okay. Three color, color schemes, four color, color schemes, two color and when you paint use that color scheme okay when you have the right colors it's it's going to be pretty because you're using the right colors it doesn't have to be what happens is when people just start throwing i've seen from classes that i give because i do in-person classes too when people just start throwing colors down without knowing what goes together it's not pleasing but when you use the right color scheme it's beautiful and if you just know, you don't have to think like sometimes I teach people there's a color wheel the 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 colors that look best are the ones that are next to each other on the color wheel, or you could use monochromatic color schemes. Just Google color schemes and and you'll have you know it'll make it much easier for you, especially okay. if you like abstracts.
0: That's a great tip. I really appreciate that, yeah, and one last question is about apps. Sure. Are there any apps that you use either? for drawing or for relaxing or to be mindful or anything like that at all?
1: Um, no, no, no. I have apps for all kinds of things, but, uh, but not for that. I have not. No.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's very interesting to talk to you about all of this, Faggy. I really appreciate you being on the show. And I want to ask you uh, before we end our our conversation, do you have any final words of advice for somebody just listening to this thinking, Oh yeah, how would I get to the next step? What, what can I do? And I know they can take your micro course, but do you have any words of advice?
1: I would say go to Walmart if you live (laughs) in Walmart yeah, um they have very cheap supplies like I buy these little paints for mm-hmm. fifty cents. Um, buy yourself a book, buy yourself a book like an art journal. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just start by doodling. I have actually in this micro course, I have a sheet that has thirty different doodle patterns because i know sometimes when i'm doodling i say oh my gosh let's say i made a whole bunch of circles i want to just fill them with doodles just as a you know relaxing activity say oh what should i do next so i have this sheet over here 30 doodles oh i can do squares oh i can do spirals so that actually comes along with the um with this micro course but if you're it doesn't have to be you could order from walmart or from amazon just get some simple Pens, markers, paper, some brushes, paint, and just get yourself into it without planning any product. Forget about those paint nights, you know, those sip and paint where you, everybody has to make a beautiful sunset. Forget that. You don't have to do that. Play with colors. Play with colors. See which colors you like. Get the, the meditative quality from just taking the paint and brushing it on to your paper just start just go do that right what does Nike say yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah just do it That's just what they do say. it <laughs> <laughs> I really like that and I really enjoyed our conversation Faggy. it's it's really awesome right. to have you on the show and uh, right. I just want to wish you all the best so thank okay, you for being thank you with so, us here
1: and thank you so much for having me
0: my pleasure bye now bye Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I appreciate you subscribing and leaving reviews. That always is appreciated. Now, I have been at a four-day conference. And it is with my mentor, Christian Mickelson. And I've just really enjoyed this. I'm currently in the last day right now. And as I record this, I'm like thinking, hey, Mindful Tribe, would you like to receive a healing meditation from me, which is personalized just for you? I will create a personalized healing meditation. Maybe maybe you have some anxiety. Maybe you have some stress. Maybe you have some tension. Maybe you have some grief or something that you're just trying to work through, and you would maybe benefit. Well, and you would benefit from having a healing meditation that I have custom created just for you. It will be approximately eight to 10 minutes. Send me an email, Bruce at mindfulnessmode.com, and put meditation in the subject line and tell me about your, your situation and what it is that you would like to work through and I will create a custom healing meditation just for you. And that is my gift to you, Mindful Tribe, for being a consistent listener on Mindfulness Mode. So take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.